It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by... Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. We're here today with a podcast roundtable. I have two of my guests that I've had on previously on previous shows, each of them one-on-one. We have Catherine Matisse and C. Darkley, uh, pen name. Good morning, afternoon to both of you. Hey. <laughs> so we'll start with introductions first. Uh, either one of you, whoever wants to start the introductions, and then we'll go from there. You go first. <laughs> so kind. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> right. Um, so I am a, uh, my name is C. Darkly. I am an author and a screenwriter. I write mostly uh, young adult fiction. I write both um, science fiction, adventure stories, horror stories, and fantasy. And I do, uh, one thing that I said on the previous podcast is most of my uh, stories are kind of about finding yourself, uh, discovering who you are, your authentic self, and being your fullest self. So there's a lot of that thematic um, you know, stuff running through my stories. And you have great hair. Thank you. <laughs> well, now I see why we're here together. Because as you were talking at first, I'm like, I don't know why we're on this podcast together. But now I hear it. Um, so I'm Catherine Matthias. I'm the founder and CEO of Civility Partners. And we are a consulting firm focused on building positive and thriving workforces. Um, and a lot of what we do is helping organizations create psychological safety, creating respect. Um, I have, you know, I got to this point doing this and finding my own authentic self. So I see why we're connected. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Catherine, how much of that, you know, people feeling safe and uh, the ability to be themselves at work, how much of that, you know, like we hear about workplace bullying and everything. And, um, and, you know, Courtney, you're talking about like finding your authentic self, you know, if each person as an individual took that upon themselves, the, you know, how, wh- how would that change the workplace environment? Like, wouldn't that be an amazing, you know, mutually respectful and beneficial place to work if, if everyone sort of did that, right? Like mental, emotional health, personal growth. Yes. And it's up to the organization to create an environment where it feels safe to do that. And so, um, and we have a long way to go. You know, if you think about Mad Men era kind of work, you know, people probably weren't really themselves. Um, and we've gotten more and more informal over time with the internet. Um, and so we are making more room for our authentic selves, but then you have all sorts of diversity and people have to be comfortable with all of that diversity in order for you know, all of us to feel that we can be our true selves. So it's about creating room for vulnerability in the workplace. And that's just not where we're at. You know, organizations are focused on goals and objectives and KPIs and numbers. And um, in all of that, we have to make room for vulnerability. And we're still not there yet. Is there... For, for like the executive that is very KPI focused and very numbers driven, what's the argument that you give to that person for why this will actually help 
right? Like including everybody, being open. I, I don't know. I always go back to the playground. Like as a kid, I was always the, the kid who was friends with everybody. And I didn't understand why there were the little clicks, like this group over here and then this group over here. And they were all talking about each other. And I know, you know, as adults, it's not much different, right? And you see a lot mm -hmm. of drama on TV and stuff, but it, it just seems to me like, you know, and my goal of this podcast is to create that win-win situation. It's like, if you win, I win. If I win, you win. It seems like, I mean, I think we're headed in the right direction, but what do you guys think about, uh, you know, like you mentioned the Mad Men era, what, what do you think about, like, are we going the right direction? Where are we headed? I think so. I think um, just over time with the internet, you know, we've gotten more informal. We don't, I'm in San Diego. I don't know about other parts of the country, but you know, in San Diego, it's pretty common to be business casual or even in jeans. Um, you know, so that sort of informality, I think is a sign that we're moving in the right direction. And then with COVID, um, people felt more vulnerable just because we were all in something together and we started seeing inside our boss's home and their kid running around <laughs> behind them, you know? And so this right. version of themselves that they were presenting at work now had opened up a little bit to that more authentic version of them. Um, so yeah, I think we're moving in the right direction. And then to your first question about just kind of the ROI for that KPI focused leader, um, the, the more authentic one can be, the more productive they are, the more innovative they are. You know, I can't be completely innovative if I'm hiding parts of myself. So right. there is an argument to be made, but Courtney, I've been doing all the talking. You, you go. <laughs> no, that is a good segue. I, I, I just think, yeah, good. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's a great segue. Cause that's what you're all about. Courtney is like your expression in your books. So yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I interrupted. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I, I've been a freelancer for my whole adult life. So I haven't had to work in the environments that, you know, I don't know what KPI stands for, but I can agree with what you just said, Catherine, that like when people feel safe to be vulnerable, then they feel safer to be their authentic self. The more creative they, uh, can, more creativity they can bring to the table, which brings innovation within companies or within, you know, your own um, entrepreneurial spaces or within friends or just meeting people. I just feel like the more we can bring our creativity to life, the more beneficial the world is, just the more supportive we can be for each other. When people are hiding or feeling like they have to hide, I think you it, it absolutely starts to affect um, how you show up. It, it starts to affect even just like physical things. Like, you know, I, you know, I used to feel like my throat was closing. I felt like I couldn't speak. Uh, my voice, you know, yeah. and I did a lot of work to, to feel safe in my authentic self with myself so that I could be myself around other people. Yeah, there, there is a very physiological effect of, of that fear, right? I grew up uh, very unable to speak to adults who are not my relatives and just like, and that, that was the feeling. It was like a constriction in the throat. It was like my body did not want to, didn't want to speak. And it's like, mm -hmm. uh, so there's definitely is that physical component as well. Um, yeah, this is interesting because I, I, I never know what kind of dynamic is going to happen with the guests because you guys signed up for this particular day just kind mm -hmm. of randomly. But I, I, it's like every Tuesday I'm like, it's met. this was not, I'm like, oh, this was not random. There's something that was like cosmic about this. And, and even your background is like the cosmic 
Is that that's like the stellar state? <laughs> and then here I am. You guys both have amazing backgrounds, and here's my nice plane. Just gotta get some art. So what, it, um, Courtney? What's you mentioned? You've been kind of a, a what a freelancer your whole mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. your whole adult life. What? Um, I, and I have too, so I definitely relate. I've never worked in a corporate environment. I, I just decided early on I didn't want to go that route. Um, but it is hard. Like, you know, Catherine, that, that work of art behind you, well, both of you, the work of arts behind you did not happen from somebody who felt cooped up and mm -hmm. unexpressive, right? Uh, it's so, especially in this era of we're doing like artificial intelligence, machine learning, all that stuff. There, there's a huge difference between the automaton, you know, like let's just get, you know, put a rubber stamp on it, right? Like assembly line factory worker versus tapping into who I am as a creative spirit and producing work that way. And I guess, uh, yeah, riff on that if you guys like. <laughs> um, go ahead if you need to any right. Well, I, I agree. I think, um, well, something that came to mind as you said that was the just empowerment and some of the generational divides. So um, my generation is the millennials or the, the Gen X, and then I have a millennial team. And as a Gen Xer, we're very figure it out oriented because we grew up with two parents working and we didn't have the internet. We had to figure out how to entertain ourselves. Um, you know, we were kind of latchkey kids growing up. And then you have the millennials who grew up with the internet and always having the answers available and kind of the helicopter parents started happening. And um, so there's this, like, there isn't a rubber stamp anymore because of all these different generations. And it's not, um, you know, I have the authority because I'm the boss anymore that millennials don't stand for that. So it's, um, I don't know, that's kind of what was coming to mind as you were speaking and that, then we're back to that authentic self, right? That um, in order for my team to say, Catherine, we need instructions from you a little bit differently, or I need, I need to feel comfortable to ask you a question if, if you are just going to throw something at me and expect me to do it. You know, that's, we're back to that, just creating that psychological safety and opportunity to be vulnerable, you know, and I'm, I work in a world of toxic work environments. Those are our clients. They come to us with the toxic culture. Um, and so I think about how, how would my team be different if I was a toxic leader, you know, they wouldn't ask me questions or feel free to share things with me. Um, I might be a little too far on the vulnerable side. I'm pretty much just my super authentic self all, all the time. They know all sorts about uh, things about me that probably most employees don't know about their bosses, but it's just because it's who I am. I have a small team. I love my team. They're like my best friends. Um, but I don't know, that was some of what's coming to me. It's just that we have more opportunity to be innovative, but we need, we do need authentic selves and space for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Being your authentic mm -hmm. self, e either one of you, uh, <clears throat> Do do have you ever felt like it's gone too far? Like Courtney in your books at all? Like have you felt like oh I shouldn't have shared that? Or or Catherine, have you ever felt that either one of you? I uh, yeah I have, and you know sometimes I talk about my family, like in articles I've written. You know I I'm pretty vulnerable that I grew up in a very um, like Texas Christian Republican you know family that we've 
I've worked hard to be my authentic self around them. And we have um, gotten closer because of it. But when I didn't feel like I could be myself, I really pulled away. Um, so I've written about some of that stuff. And sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, I kind of hope my mom doesn't hear that. And then I'm like, actually, it's better if she does, because maybe that will let her know what I was experiencing. And maybe I can understand what she was experiencing. I think like what you're saying, Catherine, about being too vulnerable, like, I'm not sure you can be it. I mean, I know that there's like, you want to be as vulnerable as possible in a safe environment and bring that safety within yourself. But it's like, I feel like, what you see so much in the news about this person got fired because they did this thing. I'm like, well, there, if you're hiding your life and then you're trying to live up to some standard that you think you have to be in order to be um, around other people, then yeah, all, all kinds of things are going to come out like sideways. You know, like I just think the safer, the, the more you can be yourself, the more you can be vulnerable, the more people can know you um, just the better space around you yeah I think I think naturally um you know so self-disclosure there's a social norm that it has to be reciprocated and so we can end up in a place of regret or like oh I like you were saying Courtney you know I um I shared something and now I'm vulnerable and it, it puts you it makes you uncomfortable because you've put a piece of yourself out there um, and naturally we seek reciprocation. Um, in fact, I talk a lot about that with my clients who are engaging in bullying behaviors that I coach, um, that, you know, part of it is about building a relationship through self-disclosure and reciprocating. And that's how you build rapport. Um, so yes, to answer your questions, there have been times I've said things like, Ooh, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but I, I don't really live a life of regrets too much. So I don't give it much thought. <laughs> Yeah. Courtney, it was interesting what you were saying about how, you know, your relationship with your mom about, you know, her sort of understanding where you're coming from, but also you flipped it over and said, you also understanding where she's coming from, which I think is really important too. I think, mm -hmm. you know, at this point in, I mean, our country, our world is very divided with opinions and, you know, it comes out in online, you know, social media, just like, vomiting your opinion on somebody else mm -hmm. and telling them they're wrong, wrong, wrong. And that I've never really been into social media up until this point, because I feel like it's almost like passing notes in class. Remember, it's just like text, right? It's not like what the three of us are having right now, which is a, a legitimate conversation, which I think is as close as you can get to being in person. You know, you get the context, you get the facial expressions, but I think we're really like, I don't know how to say, it. I mean, we're, we're all really very similar. Like people really want very simple things. Like we want to be safe. We want food, we want shelter. And we have different sort of ways of pursuing what we feel is important. And I think just the fact that you said, you know, you, you know, she was reaching out the olive branch to you and you were doing the same back. And it's like, let's just understand and have that reciprocity. I think that, can go a long way. And obviously it's easier with your mom than with like some random stranger on the internet, but, um, it gets harder for me. <laughs> is it? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Easier the stranger. Okay. 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 That's fair. Um, 
It's so interesting I think, how you but, brought up social media and this conversation about being authentic because we're so not authentic online. Rarely do you see someone sharing all of the other sides of their life. It's always, oh, look at me and my kids at the beach and we're all great. You know, <laughs> it's not always reality. I think it would take, yeah, because I think it would take being very deliberate and, and making a choice and just saying, you know what, I'm going to post all the the bad stuff that's happening mm-hmm. in my life in an attempt to show people that, Hey, I'm just like you and there are ups, there are downs. But yeah, I think in, you know, in general, people post on Instagram, you know, the, the bathroom selfie after they just did a workout. Right. And they're like, <laughs> and, you know, like, oh, look at I just lost 25 pounds and, you know, it's all like the, the victories, which is great. You know, people yeah. want to feel that uh, sense of accomplishment and they want to be encouraged, but at the same time, it does sort of, give us like a warped view of reality that mm-hmm. um, I've heard it called toxic positivity and like, like you can't feel bad anymore. Right. Like, well, sometimes you mm-hmm. feel bad. Sometimes you're sad. Sometimes you're lonely. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's part of being authentic. Right. It's just saying mm-hmm. like, Hey, I'm not, ha- I'm kind of having a hard time over here. Like, yeah, <laughs> I notice when people are, people can be very strategic, like you said, and they might, you know, posts like, for example, I'm going through a divorce. So at some point, you know, of course I don't talk about it because that's my own private life, but I'm at some point at the end, you know, I might be that person that's like, here's my trials and tribulations. And, you know, people kind of open up in this kind of grand way with a big bunch of paragraphs. And they often get a lot of like, thanks for sharing. This is helpful for me. I'm going through something. And, but it is all very kind of strategic when people do post about the negative things. And there's usually a positive message in there. You know, it's never like, you know what, my life just sucks right now. (laughs) Right. Not not really that. Um, And it's actually social media (laughs) is hurting our ability to be authentic because it's creating narcissism. So I've read some research that, you know, because when I post about me and my kids being out for ice cream and I get comments and likes that we don't mean to, but we develop this sense of importance that, you know, it's like, oh, I'm a little like Kim Kardashian, you know, people care that I'm having ice cream, you know, or I got my bangs trimmed. And, and so it's, it's hurting our ability to be authentic in that regard, because we, yeah, we're developing some sense of self-importance. that's not real. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, I think so. And even you mentioned Kim Kardashian, like even you know, celebrities who are at that level where pretty much everybody knows them. Like, I don't want to say like, we really don't care, but we really don't like you Mm -hmm. you see, like when a celebrity makes a few decisions that just puts them in a negative light, like you see how quickly everyone will just jump ship and abandon them. It's not that I I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is, but it's it's called the tall poppy syndrome. That's uh, We love to watch people fall. Right, and, uh, right. That's what happens. So. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's like your friend or your brother or sister, and then it's like, yeah. Well, maybe even then, <laughs> you want to you want to watch your sibling go down. <laughs> okay, Chris, um, a little too authentic there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we this, this I think is one of those conversations I could definitely uh, I think we have a synergy here, but I have to as the host start to wrap it up. So I want to give each of you a chance to give your talk, your your big picture, 
conclusion talk what is the meaning of life or whatever direction you want to go um so again Catherine matice with civility partners we create positive work environments we coach toxic leaders and we do workforce surveys and um lots of training around these types. Uh, can you hear me okay yes oh, she's back you had a delay i think I'll just do it. I'm Alter C. Darkly. Uh, I am writing all kinds of fun, awesome young adult fiction, and you can find me at thedarkrainbow.com. I have a free short story available, and it is called Jaws. Just go to thedarkrainbow.com, and you'll find a great, fun, young adult surf competition short story. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much to both of you for joining me today on Health in the Real World. Really appreciate the conversation. I think this is an important one to have. And, uh, you know, definitely the That's foundation Sorry. of overall health. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> thank you thank both. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.